Hey guys, this is Jeff Eisenband for the 102 Pod. Thanks for tuning in. We got King's Guard Gaming coming up in just a second. Moody and Sophia Foria from the team in California. Two guys who told their story going from Virginia to California. They talked about living in their mansion now in Sacra in the Sacramento area. And of course, we talked about the big GM. Shaq came to visit King's Guard Gaming. That's all coming up right now on the 102 Pod. Kingsguard Gaming in the house, Sophia Foria and Moody, or do we say Moody 2K or is it just Moody? Uh, Moody or Big Shot Moot. Big Shot I Moot. Just, I just had to make them my Twitter handle because everything else was taken. Were they, was there a Moody taken? Yeah, on PlayStation, everything. Like with, <laughs> with one Y, so that's where I got the two Ys from. And the underscore? Yeah, and the underscore too <laughs> on my PlayStation account. Well, the good news, Moody's rocking some solid purple glasses right now for those... Uh, of you that can't see, but Kingsguard Gaming, I'm going to start right there. Shaq, two weeks ago, shows up at your guys' place. You know he's the GM. Did you did you know the big, the big GM was showing up that day, or was it a surprise? Uh, we didn't. They actually uh, they actually surprised us. Uh, they told us we were having, uh, what was it? What did they tell us we were having? A new sponsorship. Yeah, a new sponsorship with uh, some car company. And uh, we were in the studio waiting to get uh, interviewed by whoever they had coming. And uh, Shaq just showed up out of nowhere, you know, as happy as he always is and joking around. And uh, it was a great feeling. Yeah. I mean, Shaq, if you talk about sponsorship, Shaq has like <laughs> a million sponsorships. Oh, yeah. So does he sneak up on you guys? Does he tap someone on the shoulder? What was that like? No, he just walked to the door. And uh, whenever <laughs> Shaq walks to the door, you can't help but look at him. So uh, he, just, he brings that great energy every time he comes in the room. And uh, like, he could be as silent as a mouse walking into a room, but you just can't help but looking at him. How many do you think he knew any of you guys? Like, do you think he'd done his research or knew anything? Yeah, I think he knew all of us. Um, he actually joked around and said, uh, do you want to get, I think somebody said, do you want get, get to get to know these guys, where they're from? And he said, I know all these guys. I, I know all their <laughs> names. So, uh, yeah, that, that was pretty cool. But now, Moody, you uh, were nice enough to tweet for all of us, and we thank you for this, that he called Colt War Warren Sapp. <laughs> um would take me through the actual story there. So basically, when we were doing the dad jokes that are on Twitter right uh, now, seen with uh, Sophia, yeah, yeah Kingsguard GG, uh, we all had to go up and do it. And before we'd even say anything to him, he'd just crack a joke saying we look like someone. He told me <laughs> I was the first to go. He said, "All right, Chandler Parsons," <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Man!" But then when when he came up to Colt, because Colt was second, he said, "All right, let's go, Warren Sapp." <laughs> I I died. I died. Uh, it it was absolutely hilarious. He called him like Biggie Smalls. Uh, <laughs> The whole entire time, he was just making, like, hilarious jokes uh, about us and just in general. Yeah, it, it definitely seemed that way, and I just love seeing him with the hat. Like, the hat that you can barely fit a oh, hat yeah. on on Shaq's head. Um, so you met your GM, and he also got to see, I guess, did he get to see where you guys live, or was he just at the studio? No, nah, he was just at the studio. He just came to visit. Now, because the thing that maybe is the most innovative about Kingsguard Gaming in particular is your entire setup, you know, where you guys live, where you practice, and that was played up a lot before the season. Do you guys, I mean, how, going from playing, you know, at home, in your basements, in your living rooms, going to this, what has that transition been like? Uh, it's definitely really overwhelming, especially, I know Shane and I both come in from, like, small towns in Virginia, uh, not living in very big houses to not living in a mansion. Uh, that's definitely where I feel like 
it's had a little a little difference of coming into the season. Uh, it, it's cool to have it, but it's kind of a disadvantage in a way uh, because like we're all so overwhelmed. Like Golden One Center, like training facility in there, uh, it was a lot to just really settle down and realize that this is actually reality. And now we've all settled in now. Um, I actually just got the question asked uh, earlier about um, who do you think poses the biggest threat team-wise? I said ourselves. Mm -hmm. I said because if, we, if we're not communicating or we're, we're not mentally there on game day, then, then we're not going to win. And we beat ourselves more than teams actually beat us. So just finally all settling down, uh, learning each other's tendencies, uh, building strong friendship bonds. Uh, it's, really, it's really awesome now, to be honest. How did you pick rooms for the house? Uh, we actually did, and it wasn't my decision. We actually did by draft order. <laughs> and as I was picking one, I was about to pick, I believe, Colt's room. But then the ESPN guys are there filming. <laughs> and a guy, he said, Moody, come here, bro. I got to show you something. He takes me over to the master room, and I was like, yep, that's mine. I threw my stuff on the bed. I was like, that's money. I know. Well, I saw when it was either ESPN or when maybe the NBA 2K League came through. Colt was like very much like, this is Moody. This is Moody's room. <laughs> like it was like very. He was. He made sure to make that point to everyone. But uh, it looked good. How do you guys balance practice and pool time? That's uh, my biggest question when I'm watching your social media. <laughs> well, it's definitely we have to always take the little relaxation time, a couple hours in between film and practice of course, of course. to relax in the pool. The weather in California is incredible. I mean, living on the East Coast my entire life, the humidity is terrible. So if it says it's like 88 degrees, it's really like 95. But in California, if it says it's 88 degrees, it feels like 88. Uh, it's beautiful. So really we just try to like balance relaxation and practicing especially the past couple of weeks we have not really had internet except oh, for this week not, so for the good. past the past two weeks we've been <laughs> kind of practicing uh at a disadvantage because we have no internet so we're going into games kind of uh with only one scrimmage against the warriors a week yeah i feel like uh you know that should be a priority by the king staff to uh make sure you guys are practicing but you know you bring up the team and you're talking about finding your way and meshing uh before you sat down safaya and i were talking a little bit about this just that you know, I think a lot of people looked at you, and you obviously went number four, Moody. A lot of people looked at your guys' team. A lot of big names on the team. You right. know, if you were in the 2K community, it kind of looked like, wow, you know, Colt dropped to the second round, and, you know, here's Timely in the third round, um, and I guess you in the, in the fourth round, Sophia. Like, you know, that whole situation put a lot of scrutiny, put a lot of eyeballs on you guys. I don't think it's also coincidental that ESPN did uh, their feature showing up at your place. How have you guys made adjustments from that beginning to now, you know, almost being humbled a little bit early on in the season, especially in that tip-off tournament? Right. I'll, I'll start off, then you can finish. But me personally, that's what I get the most criticism and hate. Uh, so By the way, let me just say, you. a lot of people have some colorful things to say about you in the Twitch stream every week, and I just want to commend you on the fact that you're sitting right here, upbeat, and, and you don't let that get to you. Oh, never. I mean, I've been through the most uh, 2K-wise. I know how the community and people can be. There's definitely a lot of haters in it. Uh, I've seen the worst. I've seen the best. So it, it's just it's just noise to me. I block it out. And people really, unless they watch the games, know what's going on behind the scenes. They don't see the actual impact I make on a court. I go beyond the numbers. I'm a vocal leader. I space the floor out so others can operate and work. Uh, people don't really, they don't pick up on things like that, which is fine to me because I know I'm doing my job. 
I'm playing my role, and I trust the rest of the guys to get the job done. But really, uh, yeah, I say we definitely have the most pressure out of any team still, like period. Uh, not even the Blazers, even though they're undefeated because of our names. I mean, Colt and Cook, I had, when I was doing mock drafts and stuff, I had them both going first round as well. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wow. But it, it's not easy getting everything together right away, meshing personalities, egos, uh, getting everyone's tendencies down. So I think – it, everyone expected the process to be quicker than this, has to be undefeated, but really it's been a slow process, uh, and it's gradually just increasing every single week, which I'm happy about because we're, we're, we're coming together actually as like a family, like how I was with Throwdown, rather than just relying on skill and stuff at the beginning and jumping in and every everyone expecting to go happy-go-lucky. But we definitely deal with the most pressure every single week, and uh, I like it. I'm motivated by it, um, and it doesn't really phase me, so... And Sophia, for, for you, especially, you know, Moody mentioned those three guys he thought going in the first round. You came in, you, you, you knew you had a specific role in this team, and, you know, you frankly exceeded it so far this season. Um, you know, how do you feel about this team's progression so far? Um, like, like Moody said, um, when everybody was picking us to win it all, uh, it definitely motivated us. And while I was sitting in the draft room waiting for a name to be called, I saw the Kings after a bunch of big names. And um, once my name was called there, uh, I was excited. Um, I know we had big, big expectations, and uh, I think we're, I think we're still trying to figure stuff out. But uh, I still think we are the best team. I still think we have a, the best chance to win it all. You got to. I mean, there's been some switches. You know, Cole World was put into the lineup uh, for Cowboy Moody. You've played power forward and center, and you and Cole, it feels like just keep switching, switching. Who? Uh, you talk about being the vocal leader. Who's making all these decisions behind the scenes about about how this team keeps adapting? Well, now uh, we have a coach named uh, Apollo. He's at, he was actually a pro Euroball player in Italy. And uh, he came in saying, look, I really don't know anything about 2K. I'm not going to try to BS you guys. But the the what he brings to the team uh, as an outsider perspective has made us immensely better. Uh, he's, he's a great down-to-earth guy but also knows what he's doing Uh, he's been a leader and a captain all of his life so he kind of came in and has kind of been putting down ground rules and stuff that we really never had so I mean I feel like we've been the most independent team uh, trying to get stuff on our own and stuff Uh, the King staff is great though and he named Shane team captain uh, because he's the oldest uh, in his eyes most mature uh, which I can't really disagree Uh, basically just if if we need a lineup adjustment or final lineup to be sent in. He makes decisions. And then Cook, kind of, the since he's the head of the snake, uh, point guard, he, he kind of is the floor general, so everything operates around him. So he's kind of become that leader. And, and I kind of – I came in this taking a back seat, low ego, because that's, that's who I am. That's how I've always been. I'm never going to let fame or fortune get to my head. So I've been accepting of any role. I just know personally i got to start playing more aggressively, which you'll see tonight. And uh, I'm absolutely thrilled that – we have a captain and a leader now and a, and a great coach. So, like I said, it, everyone expected this to be a fast, fast, like, process, but it, it's been slow. You, gotta, you just got to trust the process, like Embiid says. Well, well six, 76ers GC, uh, they're going to they're gonna hear that and <laughs> right. jump out at you guys. Uh, one thing, just about Timely, I will say, I expect all the point guards in the league to kind of be the shortest guys in the team. Timely's got height when you're around him. <laughs> if people aren't around him in person, like, he's a tall guy, uh, and he's the point guard for you guys. Um you're you're the captain, Sabaya, mm-hmm. as it was just mentioned. Um, what are your ages, by the way, just to, a, for the record? I'm a 26. Moody's 24. Moody's 24. 
So, so you're the oldest guy on the team. Which I told like Dimes didn't even realize it was just right before his 24th birthday. I was like, you're the oldest guy on Maps Gaming. Like 26 is, you know, um, what are you, what are you doing in the headsets? What are you doing on game day to be that captain? Um, I'm just very vocal, very um, using my communication very well, and uh, but like like you said, Cook is uh, really the the floor general. Um, he's the one talking during the games. Um, I'm really the captain outside just to try to make decisions on what lineup we should use. Um, but yeah, once we get into the game, uh, Cook is the vocal one. He's the point guard. He's got to be the leader. Um, but on the defensive side, we all we all communicate, and um, we've been uh, working towards that. And um, we're going to bring it in to tonight's game. And so, you know, speaking of tonight's game, we're taping this. It's Friday. What's today's date? It's June something. <laughs> it's, uh, it's right before week six. Um, you guys are going to play Bucks gaming tonight. We're right at that kind of midway point in the season. So, you know, like you said, you guys finding your stride potentially. It's the, there's still time. And you're right on that playoff cut line. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you still have one more tournament. You still have a, a, a definite chance, like you said, to win this league. Um, but beyond just the X's and O's of the NBA 2K League, I mean, you guys have both have interesting stories before you were in the league. Um, Sophia, starting with you, I think a lot of people got a glimpse into your life around Father's Day when the league started posting about you going home and visiting. Um, what was that whole experience like, and what's it been like being away from your family in this time? Um, yeah, I went home last weekend for uh, Father's Day um, and to uh, – because I never missed a, like a Father's Day with my son, and uh, it, was, it was really important to him for me to be home and uh, spend that you know special day with him. Um, How old is he? He is five years old. Okay. Uh, his name is Noah, and um, he's, what's he's, his gamer tag? No. He's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> working on that. Uh, yeah, he's a great kid, and he really wanted me to be home, and um, my girlfriend wanted me to be, me to be home. Um, but being away from them is, through this whole thing, it's been difficult. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but we've been trying to work through it, and um, especially like the uh, the West Coast time, East Coast yeah, time, yeah. Um, it's been hard for us to talk and you know um, just communicate. But we've been working through it, and um, I just like that Kingsguard have been showing my story, and they've been showing that no matter what you're going through, if you have a kid, if you have two kids, uh, whatever you're going through, you can still make some of yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not it's never too late. Uh, like I said, I'm the oldest on the team, so uh, it's it's never it's never too late to make some of yourself. And the only father on the team, correct? Only father, yep. But but you know, I mean, a couple things. One, during the draft, so I was interviewing everyone on the red carpet, and uh, I think KPMR on the on Nick's gaming, he was their sixth round pick. He kind of like broke down. He was like, I was ready to tell my child, my daughter, that I was leaving, and he's from the Bronx, and it was like, I'm staying, you know. And that was that hit home for me. And then on Father's Day, the way that the league and all the teams shared guys that, you know, I see in the studio every week that I had no idea had children and right. stuff like that. And I think it definitely, like you said, it was a way to tell that story. But also for you, um, this whole process, getting here the last few years, playing the game, mm -hmm. one, what were you doing the last few years? And two, how did you convince your girlfriend and your family to go for this? Um, I've been working at a trucking company for the last four years. And I've just been playing 2K casually, just playing with my friends, playing with some um, some teams. And um, my girlfriend always tell me, uh, get off the game, you know. <laughs> Raise <laughs> um, a child. Yeah, you know, change the diaper, you know. Um, <laughs> but 
uh, as I learned about the 2K League coming about, and she was real supportive over it. Um, as long as uh, as long as I was doing something, she's always supportive of me. So, um, but yeah, my son was really supportive of me. He loves playing video games with me. He he always watches me every time I play. He sits right beside me and watches me. Um, but yeah, leaving them was really difficult. Uh, like you said, people started breaking breaking down and crying when they told their kids they're leaving. My son did the same thing, uh, leaving at the airport for the first time. Um, we all just broke down and cried, but um, we're getting used to it, and uh, it's and, um, it'll get better. But uh, and also having this job, and obviously you have the base salary, the thirty-two thousand. You can get some more. There's tournaments left. There's other you know sponsorship bonuses. How will that affect your family? Um. It's, it's uh, still more money than I was making before, um, and we, once we win these tournaments, it's uh, it's definitely going to be a, a life changer for me. Um, just and continuing on this uh, in seasons to come, I'm definitely looking forward to you know making more money. How often do you talk to your son and and girlfriend a week? Uh, every day. Um, it's with the time difference, it's kind of difficult, but. Um, you know, we have about seven, eight hours a day to talk. Uh, we text all day. I FaceTime them every day. And, um, yeah. Moody, for, for you, I mean, two sides to your backstory. One, um, your general life, which I know a little bit about and I'd love for you to touch on. You've been a, a vocal advocate against bullying and stuff that, you know, went on in high school for you. Uh, you were also a star soccer player. Uh, there's, uh, there's that side. But then there's also that you are a fixture of the NBA, of the you know, kind of the public pro-am community before the league even started. So first of all, what was your, your upbringing like and why do you speak so much about bullying? Uh, well, really because if not for bullying, I wouldn't be here. Uh, 2K was kind of an escape from the bullying I experienced. and It was never physical. I never, like, got beat up or nothing. I would defend myself. But back then, like, I wasn't really mentally strong. I didn't really hit puberty or anything. Uh, so I was a real late bloomer. So... Just uh, going through that verbal bullying and stuff and not knowing how to react or giving a reaction every single time that the people wanted uh, really just messed me up. And I would find my peace and go home and play video games um, up until I started really playing soccer in high school. And I still did it because I was just like my little getaway. It was somewhere I could be myself, different alias, uh, meet new people, have different friends that didn't really judge me, and respect it something I was very skilled at. So that's why I'm big on it. I don't, I don't like seeing bullying. I don't like seeing any of that. Uh, and why in this league I like to do more things off the court that involves bullying or fundraising or charities. I mean, the list goes on, honestly. Just give back really most I can and show kids that may be experiencing the same thing because it's a very common thing that it, it, anything's possible. I, I came from literally nothing uh, to, to here now. So, what, yeah, what are some of those ways you guys are helping kids and other people off the court? Uh, well, honestly, I'm on Twitter. I, I'm one of the bigger names, not to sound like that, in the, in the community. So a lot of guys uh, and younger players, they DM me, they tweet at me. I always try to take the time through my request. Uh, sometimes I don't see them, but to always reply, no matter the question, uh, if it's positive or people asking for advice, or I get tweeted at, I always try to just retweet, show them love, give them a little exposure. And uh, if they ever ask for, like, sound advice, just give them what, what I can give them knowledgeably. Um, and really just an advice I mentioned earlier that they, anything's possible. They can get to this level if they work hard enough and believe in it. we got to start hashtag verify Moody trending. Oh, right. we got to. <laughs> got to. I've been waiting for my blue check for a minute now. Verify everybody. 
Um, but also your soccer career, I do want to talk about because we we're sitting in the undisclosed, which I won't say the hotel that the <laughs> NBA 2K League teams uh, stay at every week. We're sitting in the hotel bar and the World Cup's on right now. Right. Um, you were a star. So- you were a college soccer player, I believe, at one point. Yeah, how, community how, college. Yeah. Uh, how high did you get in in the soccer ranks, and to even to get to get to community college, were you a star in high school? Uh, I wasn't really i would say star in high school like i said i was a late bloomer so senior i played uh ninth through 12th grade 10th grade i just sit out because i tore my hamstring i was out for the whole year uh but then it really came senior year when i kind of hit that growth spurt uh, lost the baby fat uh, i already had the technical skills but really were able to just lay it out and started about four to six games in a row my senior season but then i got hurt I got my hand uh, absolutely just destroyed in practice, just cleated. And I, I just set out a practice or two, and if you set out, you don't get to play. But after that, I, I wanted to go to community college no matter what, a local one, to help my mom with uh, student loans and, and financial aid and all that stuff. And I, I just kept playing soccer. At, uh, they were at the highest level of the VCCS, Virginia Community College uh, systems. And uh, I became back-to-back offensive player of the year in my first two years playing there. And I was really considering maybe trying to transfer and play Division Three, Division Two. I had a couple of Division Three, Division Two offers uh, back in high school, but I knew I didn't want to do anything uh, unless it was like really D1 because I'd be really wasting my time if, if I can't get to the next level because of the competitor I am. Uh, so always played sand soccer and stuff too, won a couple of trophies, but really I, I considered playing in college and the 2K thing kind of happened. Which is a great thing for you. How good are you at FIFA? I'm really good. You're Sophia here seeing me. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's he's bad. Um, no, when I get in my rhythm, I used to actually, that was one of my other escapes. I'd play FIFA every single day, like like online seasons, and I was nasty. Like in my prom, I was like top 100 on the leaderboards back in like 2016, 15. Uh, so now I can really just naturally get on and, and run. I know the 2K League has started like the FIFA Pro Clubs team mm-hmm. on PlayStation, and we get on and run and stuff. I play goalie. It's pretty fun, but that's definitely my, my second nature game. You could be a two-sport athlete. It was someone on uh I can't remember who it was on Warriors Gaming has played like 15 years of uh, professional gaming. Um, Got to figure that out. But yeah. al- also, so even a year before the NBA 2K League, you made the $250,000 uh, All-Star Final in 2000, I guess the All-Star Weekend 2017, right around the time that the league was announced. Uh, this was high profile. You had, so on the other team, I remember, I know it was Dimes, Kenny, Timely. Mm-hmm. Um I can't remember if there's anyone else who's in Detoxies. the league now. Detoxies. Um, yeah. And then who was on your team? Uh, DevGoss, uh, Insanity, Let's Ball Up, who is the, um, the Knicks coach, coach Knicks, right yeah. now. Insanity is on the Pistons. Uh, power forward was me. I was a 7-2 stretch. And then uh, our center was Kid Lit, who made the top 250, didn't make it to the next step, and is now on staff with Mavs Gaming. And... I know you, I don't hate to bring back the memories, but you did not win the $250,000. Obviously, it ends up being kind of a high-profile rivalry, you you and Dimes. Um, but before that, to get there, you hit what you at least call the uh, most famous shot in NBA 2K history. Right. Would, and for those who don't know that listening, what was that shot? Uh, well, Or people, take us through it. People forget about the shot I hit before that, too. We were down like 13 or 14 in the third quarter top notch who is really the unanimous favorite out of both systems and uh and you were on you were on uh, playstation or xbox? PlayStation, PlayStation. playstation former xbox player but we had converted that year because we felt the playstation side was easier to make it, it happened it happened to be um 
Yeah, we just, that's what I loved about my old team, Throwdown. We were always positive. Uh, we always battled through adversity because we were, e we were the most hated team and most popular team at the same time, kind of like, I guess, how King's Guard is. Um, yeah, with like two minutes remaining, I hit a, a go-ahead three that tied the game. And then, yeah, everyone, you just have to go check it out on YouTube. It's insane. Uh, there's a YouTube a video on, throw, on Throwdown 2K's uh, channel that has our voice reactions, and that, that will give you chills. I watch it every time I'm feeling sad or something about 2K. And then um, uh, Savage missed a, uh, or 6.30, missed a free throw. He went 1-1 one one at the line, so it would have been a four-point game with about six seconds to go. We got the rebound call timeout. There's 3.4, I believe, seconds to go. Uh, we were about to just run a random inbound play, and then Kid Lit spoke up. It was like, I'm going to set this backdoor screen for Moot, hit Moot in the corner, Dev. And Dev, I was nervous. I'm like, man, he's not going to pass it. Dev got doesn't pass. He just shoots. Uh, I, I ran perfectly around the screen, uh, hit the player, and dotted me in the corner. I greened it. Uh, the rest is history. I blacked out. I kicked my, <laughs> I kicked my like, utility door in in my apartment. I was so I literally like blacked out in the moment it happened because it, like, that was like the biggest game ever with knowing like thousands of people were watching and how much money's on the line. Because a trip to New Orleans alone was like, man, that, that's just, that's guaranteed right there. It's guaranteed money. And my roommates literally had to come down, sit me down in my chair, like, you got overtime. They got a quick bucket because I was just <laughs> so excited. I'm still yelling. Uh, I don't think there'll be anything that really beats that. I don't, I don't even know if getting drafted beat at that, honestly. Just the feeling, like the adrenaline going through your veins. Well, you still got a lot of season left. Right. Um, and I think you got to actually break down that play with Rachel Demita after. Maybe maybe that was in yeah. New Orleans. No, or? Yeah, I had to break down that play with a bunch of people. <laughs> Everyone asked about it. And when you lost, we'll skip the actual losing, but when you lost, <laughs> I mean, knowing that the league was, you know, I guess at that point, uh, 14 months away from the draft and the combine was coming in 11 months, even though that wasn't necessarily known or the first round of tryouts. Um, you know, how did you walk out of that knowing that this was going to get more real in the future? Um, what did you leave thinking? And also, did they give you any parting gifts? Maybe not money, but uh, what would you walk out of there with? Well, yeah, other I was than <laughs> a trip to New Orleans. I was very optimistic about it because I already knew I carried myself on high shoulders. I was always stay professional, uh, always try to be marketable, never really cuss or anything. So I saw the bigger picture uh, the entire way. Uh, we came out when we got there, which was a cool thing. There was $300 sitting on our bed. Uh, they are like, you can use it for whatever food. Uh, but then we got an exclusive pair of the PG-13s, uh, the, fir first there, ever yeah. pair. Yeah, mm -hmm. that no, one, it wasn't even in stores yet, so I still have those to, to the day. I was going to save them, but I wear them to play basketball and get them dirty now because I try not to remember what happened, even <laughs> though uh, Cook reminds me almost every other day. And I had to remind him that we were still the better team. I don't care what he says. Just I didn't hope show he up. picks up the tab a lot with you. Oh, he doesn't. No, <laughs> never does. Uh, I hope you listen to this, Cook. <laughs> never does, hey, even though he's got way more money. So, yeah, the, the experience alone was, was worth everything. Uh, getting that exposure finally, getting the respect that 2K deserved with the league being announced. And just I really saw the bigger picture. I, I knew, knew moving forward if I just continued my path, uh, kept a low ego, and really just tried to market myself that uh, – I can make something out of it, and here I am today. Uh, the bell thing, like, anything I do, I don't do it for, like, attention or, like, for fans really necessarily or anything. I really just do it because that's me. I like to be unique and different. So the bell thing just came because I'm a hype man in game, the vocal leader. And then, like, how the glasses now. I, I literally wear gla – I started, I wearing, gla I started wearing glasses inside and stuff because my eyes are so irritated, like, 24-7. I don't want people to think, like, I'm on drugs or anything or drunk. Um so I just started wearing the glasses because my eyes are so irritated. They hurt. They burn. They're red. And then 
at the draft, I literally wore those glasses inside because I had the flu. I found out the next day I had the flu. I felt terrible. I woke up draft day, not even nerves, just throwing up at 5 a.m. My mom was like, what's going on with you? I was like, I, re I think there's something wrong with me. So I battled through it. And ever since then, like, anyone that asked me to do an interview, a podcast, ESPN, they, they, my glasses are off. They tell me to put them on. So I'm like, all right, you don't got to tell me a second time. I'm just going to leave them on. Well, it's like famous enough has to wear that wig everywhere he goes right. for the rest <laughs> of his life now. Um, also, you mentioned your mom. Your mom, one of the most, one of the best parent tweeters oh, absolutely. Uh, in the league so far. How your parents, and I know they were at the studio last week, how supportive have they been about this entire process? Oh, huge. And I love answering this question because I know a lot of parents weren't really supportive of their kids playing video games or 2K, but my mom saw the potential. Uh, it's kind of hard to disagree with you or tell you you can't when I call her up. I'm like, hey, mom. Uh, I'm going to the airport in a couple of days. I'm going out to New Orleans uh, to play for 250000 You're You're what? I was like, because I was in college when it happened. She's like, no way. I said, okay, uh, go back and watch cause, go back and watch the broadcast and stuff. Because she did watch it live. Mm -hmm. And I called her, like, because the stream was a little delayed. Um, and I called her and told her. And she's like, no way. Like, this has got to be fake. What's the catch? And I'm like, no, this is real. And then when I get to New Orleans, I take a picture. I'm like, what's up, Mom? I'm here. What's up, Dad? Um, then it really sank in, and they've been huge supporters ever since. Uh, getting getting my own merchandise, uh, as you as you said, my mom she's just actively on Twitter. Uh, she, I, have to, I have to tell her sometimes, mom, Twitter isn't Facebook. It's not where you, you reply to everyone. You either like or retweet things, but she just <laughs> likes to reply to literally everything. And my dad surprised me uh, last weekend coming here. Unfortunately, lost, but that meant the world seeing him on Father's Day. And uh, they're always wanting to just promote and wear my gear and tell people about me, so it's awesome. Well, and your dad left with a signed jersey, I believe. Where's that going? Is that getting framed? What he's, what's he doing with that? No, my dad. He'll probably frame it. Uh, I actually sent – I actually own – this is – I don't even have it on in my, in my hotel. I have one jersey left, period. <laughs> I gave one to Dirk. I gave one to my dad, and then I gave one to my dad to give to my mom. So what's going to happen? Like, maybe it won't be tonight, but after a game when someone asks to swap jerseys, what are you going to say? Uh, I'm going to tell them uh, I'm going to have to put your order in on layaway. I'll take your jersey right now, uh, but I got you in the future. No, you, you, you give the jersey, and then you make the Kings buy you a new one. That's true. I mean, <laughs> I need that because you get two, you get four uh, jerseys total, both different sizes. So I got two medium, two large, and the largest are like dresses. So I was like, might as well give those away. And I know you guys You guys have a game tonight. I don't want to delay you much longer. Safaya, um, you know, Moody kind of talked a little bit about being active and stuff and responding to kids. What is your biggest advice when kids come up to you, whether it's in the studio, on the streets of Sacramento, which my next question is going to be, have you guys gotten recognized outside the studio? But uh, what, what's some advice that you give to kids? Um, I've actually been messaged a lot on this uh, on Twitter. Um, they've, they've asked me, what advice do you have? Uh, what can I do to be in the 2K League next year? And... Um, I always say just keep grinding. That's uh, it's the only thing you can do is just, um, clean up your social media and keep grinding. <laughs> yeah. uh, make sure you clean up your social media. That's advice uh, number one, <laughs> yes. keep your social clean. Um, but yeah, keep grinding. Um, just uh, find an archetype, find a team that works for you, and um, stick with it. And um, every 2K, just uh, be the first one to buy it and uh, just keep grinding. And then the, the next question, I mean, have you guys been recognized without your gear on or with your gear on, but mostly without your gear on in Sacramento or somewhere else? Um, have we without our gear? I think we have a couple of times with our gear. Um, probably Moody because he's bigger, star than I am. Um, well, people should know Moody's got the beard, yeah. the glasses, they see the, the glasses, chain, the, the hair. hair. The hair, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a production. Yeah. 
Um, with the gear, we've had we've taken a couple of pictures with kids that come up, uh, mostly younger kids. Um, but yeah, they they always say, "Yeah, I play 2K. Um, what advice do you have for us? Can we take a picture?" Um, some adults have came up to us too, uh, in restaurants. They came up to us. Um, yeah, it's a great feeling. I've never thought in a million years I've had I've ever had anybody come up to me and uh, ask to take a picture. Um, but it's a great feeling, and um, anybody who sees us on the streets just come ask for a picture. We're in, we're great people. Moody, you you feel that same th that same energy around the people of Sacramento? Oh yeah, I feel like anywhere we go with our with our uniforms on or, or gear, people like say something or recognize us. Like even if they don't say something, you hear Westwood Kings Guard. Those are the those are the Ely guys. Those are the uh, they play video games. It's like it's not E League, it's 2K League, but yeah, we'll go with that. Or like, this is a, this is a pretty common one, which I've never understood. Uh, so I'll elaborate on it a little bit. It's funny. I'm over here, five foot eleven, almost six foot. You got probably Cook and and Colt maybe that are just the big guys. Almost every place we go in an airport, stuff, they're like, oh, you play for the Kings. So it's like you got to sit there and explain. Like we had some uh, last week. Last week on the way back, we had some teenagers that were. Uh, foreign exchange students that came up they're like we can't we, hey we, can we get a picture we we're like yeah we're like we came and watched your, your game uh, like a month ago or something uh, you guys played well we're like what and they're like oh the kings right and we're like ah, kind of the kings but in a virtual world so it, it's frustrating having to explain every time but it's definitely cool because we anywhere we go uh, pretty much get noticed or someone says something and it's really humbling when people ask for a picture and uh, what we do you're like I'm Bogdanovich <laughs> I could say that from now on, I guess. Who have you guys met on the Kings? Anyone? Uh, we actually had Darian Fox come. Right. We met him, and then he came to our studio back-to-back -back days and said he was going to be in there more than us. Uh, <laughs> and then I've actually became friends with Jack Cooley. Uh, we messaged sometimes, tweeted each other. He came in the uh, he came in the studio one time too and thought it was awesome. And I heard uh, Bagley. I'm, I'm a diehard Duke fan, so I'm real excited we got him. I heard he's a big gamer. Uh, they took him into our training facility to check out, and he didn't want to leave, so... <laughs> Hopefully he'll be in there too as well. Buddy a buddy healed too. Buddy, buddy healed and uh, wow. I mean that's De'Aaron is like a major gamer. Yeah, he he's good too. Like any game. Yeah, he he can definitely ball out. So you guys are gonna get that. Who who else who else did the Kings pick? I'm Gary Trent Jr. from Gary Duke, but oh, they so traded him. Oh, yeah, they did. Unfortunately, trade him. I didn't, I don't agree with that King staff. <laughs> well, you are you are not the GM. Right. Uh, have you guys met Vivek yet? Oh yeah. We've met, we've met almost everyone from staff. Vladi Divac, Peja. Um, it's really cool. It, you really think, like, with the whole Darren thing and everything, you think these guys, like, they're big they're big shots. Like, they, they, they will have this ego and kind of, like, but not. Nah, they, they act just like us. They're just normal kids. It's really cool. And I feel like it, that can't be the same in every organization with players. But just really have, like, that atmosphere and them wanting to be your friend and, and talking to you, it, it's really it's really awesome. Well, Aaron's like 20. He's like four and six yeah. years younger than you guys. Younger than me. Um, before we let you go, just both of you, um, for people that are trying to get into the NBA 2K League right now, they're not watching. Why, sh what did, why should they watch the league? Uh, watch it because it's entertaining. Uh, you really also try to get out to the studio when you can. It's really entertaining seeing the trash talk that goes on, the, the energy, the atmosphere, let alone every single guy in this league really wants to win. Um, and it should just be a big motivator because, like, like I keep telling my story, you can really do anything if you put your mind to it and believe. Uh, I came from really nothing, and now I'm here living my dream. Um, that's really the best advice I can give.
Yeah, like you said, we both came from nothing. We uh, we made we're trying to make some of ourselves, but yeah, definitely watch because your basketball fans definitely watch because you like competition, um, just the energy that we bring and the trash talk. Like you said, um, who's the who's the biggest trash talker on the team? Um, who's the biggest? That's me. That's, Moody. That's, Moody. It's not it's not it's not me. Uh, I tell you that I'm I'm the quiet one. Uh, whenever I get a a green light, I'll uh, I'll stand up sometimes, but. I'm not a big trash talker. I'm the quiet one on the team, to be honest. Yeah, Moody says him. I'll touch on it because I'm obviously the biggest trash talker. I, I try not to do it as much because I don't like it. I'd rather just get people hyped up and energy. But Shane doesn't do it because every time he hits a three, he'll stand up and start flexing and yelling, and then all of a sudden the play's going the other way. Like, Shane, get back on defense, bro. Sit on the sticks. That's 100% you, between you and Cole. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely will take pride in that. And, and biggest trash talker in the league outside of Kingsguard gaming? A lot of people want to say Walnut. I think it's Day Fry. Day Fry is just fries. intimidating. I Whoa. play. I played. A, I played a lot of games with him. He's a, he's a nice dude, but when it comes to game time, he's in a whole different dimension. Like he's just locked in. He turns into like a, a demon or something. He should be Demon Day Fry. But I like the way Walnut talks trash. Though. It's it's so funny. Like he'll he'll just smile at you. He'll laugh and he'll, he'll say something. I love it. Well, he's got Mama coming from the other end too. Um, yeah. Moody and Sophia from Kingsguard Gaming, thank you so much, guys, for being with me today, and uh, good luck tonight. This will be up you. soon. Thank you for having us. Yep, no doubt. And thanks for tuning in to the 102 Pod with Moody and Sophia Foria of Kingsguard Gaming. Obviously, you know, a team that had some bumps at the beginning of the season has tried to figure them out and is trying to climb into one of those last playoff spots. Uh, and again, we taped this before their Week 6 matchup against Buck. Uh, against Bucks Gaming. So this is Jeff Eisman. Thank you so much for listening to the 102 Pod.